Welcome to Friday Friends, RI Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. It's nine o'clock on Friday, and you are seeing me, Deb Burton, Executive Director of RI Elder Info. So you know that that must mean this is Friday Friends, where I bring interesting people to you that are sharing information and resources that you or someone you know needs to know about. And I have to say, this week's guest, it is something that we all all of us need to know about. So it's really important that you hit the like button and the share button and all those social media cues telling people, hey, check this out because this is really important stuff that we're talking about today. So as you know, we are a nonprofit and what we do would not be possible without the support of our sponsors and our donors. So a big thank you to Point32 Health Foundation and to Aetna, United Health, Neighborhood Health, Oak Street Health, 321 Media, England Studio, and our multitude of individual donors who allow us to bring this programming to you every week. I am very grateful that they support RI Elder Info. So my guest today is Mr. Don Noakes, who serves on the board of the Rhode Island Business Group on Health the Renew Energy Initiative, the Corporate Board of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island, Lieutenant Governor's Small Business Advisory Council, which is where I met you, uh, Representative Langevin Cybersecurity Advisory Committee, and the Rhode Island Joint Cyber Task Force. That's a lot of things there, Don. Keeps me busy. Keeps me out of trouble. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that you were able to come on today and take some some time out of your day to talk about cybersecurity. It seems like during COVID, a lot of people who maybe hadn't used the internet before, used computers regularly, a lot of folks came online, which is a good thing, but the bad guys, bad guys came on too. It's true. And you know, the, the way the bad guys work, they really use a lot of the social media. They use the the information that's out there so that they can target individuals. And um, now that they've become more savvy and they're, they're, they're using technology more, it does unfortunately uh, give the bad guys a little bit more of an audience. What are some of the things that you're seeing that the scammers are using that really kind of works and gets people to click the links or give up the credit card or things like that? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's always about urgency. It's always about, you know, your account is going to be locked. You're not going to be able to do this transaction. You're, uh, they just try to make it something that has to be done immediately and um, get you to really uh, be more of a knee-jerk reaction instead of stopping and, and uh, being um, what uh, people say politely uh, paranoid. You know, you really want to be uh, really thinking about it. Who is, am I really speaking to the person I think I'm speaking to? And uh, because that's really what they use. They use this idea that if you don't act now, uh, something bad is going to happen. And, uh, you know, most of us are trusting people. We take people for face value. And uh, unfortunately, you just need to have that uh, questioning. You really have to have that, you know, understanding that this very well might be a scam, especially if those those hot buttons are there, that it's urgent, that is going to cost you money, that they need information from you that you normally wouldn't give, 
Uh, th these are really hot buttons and, and, and things that really should make you think, wait a minute, wh why is this so urgent? So those are, I think that's really one of the things that they really target you with is this urgency. So would you say if, if somebody got a call um, saying, oh, I'm with Microsoft and we need to do an update in your computer, um, can you just click this link and, you know, we're going to credit your account, blah, blah, blah. Is that something that people should take seriously or like what, what, what should someone do? Well, absolutely. You know, this is the problem. Someone will reach out to you, and sometimes it's not just a uh, a phone call or a text or anything. It also may just be a pop up on your computer. So something came, uh, something you know, there was a, a an adware or something got into your computer and pops up and says, "Call Microsoft. You're having a," and you think it's coming from your system, and um, you know where where it might not really be coming from your system. It's coming from a malware software that got into your system. So uh, this is a very classic uh, type of a situation where someone says something's wrong with your computer. Uh, this actually, my sister called me one day and she said, uh, I think I messed up. She said, I got a call and they said they were going to. And so what they did, and we went back through what they did and I was able to know exactly what they did. They got her to go to, a. in this case, it wasn't a link. They said, go to a website. Just point your browser to this website, click OK, you know, and then that allows the uh, other guy to take over and be a part of your computer. And he said, oh, yes, they're here. I can see. And what he did was he just did a quick listing of all the files in your computer. Uh, it's a very simple command that, that people in the IT business know what to do. And so she's seeing all of her file names scrolling up on the screen. He says, yeah, these are infected. We need to be. And so it's a really oh process that they did and then they said okay we can clean this out it's a few hundred dollars and we're going to we're going to download a, a program for you to fix this and so they basically went through this process got her credit card number she paid for the service um and, and this is the kind of and she called me up she said i think i messed up and when we went back through what she actually did i found that yes they just basically uh, scammed her and um because, oh, it's Microsoft. Oh, it's, you know, oh, they're talking technical. Oh, I, you know, uh, they know something about me, which is another key thing that they do. Um, they know something about me that uh, they don't really know that they should know. But let's face it, uh, social media, there's a lot of things that people can learn about you. And um, they use that to sort of put your, set your guard down. Oh, that is the bank that's calling you. Oh, that is Microsoft. And that's how they really can trick you. And the most savvy people uh, will uh, fall for it. And, you know, the, one of the things in, in talking with one of the FBI folks in the cyber business, he was saying that uh, the, the, the more uh, the age group where people lose the most money to scammers, uh, actually, the 30 year olds are the ones that get the most uh, scam attacks. But the most the group that loses the most money to scammers are seniors. And uh, the FBI uh, estimates that only one out of 20 people who are scammed actually report and uh, and so that's a it's a really underreported they're embarrassed they um and and in some cases they they know that if you've went to the bank if you gave them that account number if you the bank is not going to help you the bank cannot help you they you have given authorization to access your funds and they can't do anything about it so uh, one of the reasons it may be underreported is because it's it's not really going to help the other thing, just to, to kind of give you a, a quick uh, overview of the, this whole crime, you know, 
we'll physically we'll take care of we'll have an alarm we'll have you know we'll we'll have a a gating a system you know we'll have uh, ring cameras you know we will do things to protect our physical security um, and you know if there's a, a break-ins and you call the police I get broken into they oh that happened on the other neighborhood next door and that happened in the community over here and so they can sort of put together a crime statistic and they can you know work on the, the case and try to find the bad guys. Um, what you're talking about with uh, uh, cybercrime is there could be a, a you know a, a victim here in, in in you know Providence, Rhode Island, and the same scammer is going to take a victim out of Keokuk, Iowa. You know, and so it's very difficult for law enforcement to really try to to solve some of these cases because it's really an international uh, group that's uh, criminal activity that's going on. So it's, uh, it's a lot more difficult to solve these kinds of crimes. And uh, when we give the scammers the access to our, our credit cards, to our um, uh, checking accounts, uh, you know, they, there's really not much that the bank can take on as liability since you gave the information. But I would still say people need to make a police report. That if, they, if they've made that mistake, still make a police report, contact your local police, contact the state police, contact the Rhode Island Attorney General. I know that they have a team over at the AG's office that um, works on scam artists and, and in catching them. And they have been successful in catching some of them here in Rhode Island. Um, so I'm seeing, it seems lately on social media, a lot of... Um, distressing pictures. So they'll say, uh, send a picture of a dog with a bandage on its leg saying, oh, I just found this dog. It was hit by a car. I took it to the vet or a picture of a car accident. Oh my God, sorry for your loss. And then tag a bunch of people. Is it the image that is the, the bad link going to allow the hackers in or is it, how does that work? Well, typically you need to take some action. The, the uh, scam victim needs to do something. Okay, so clicking on a link. Uh, uh, typically, I haven't seen the image uh, going to a, a, a malware to load or, or being able to take over your computer from that. But, uh, you know, it's not un unlikely. And especially if you click on a link and nothing happens, you're, uh, there, there is something happening. They're just not, you're just oh. not seeing what's happening. And, you know, the other thing, just a, a quick little tip if you're um, – if you're using a you know a, a PC and and all of a sudden something pops up that uh, uh, is is probably trying to get something you know, to click on something or load something you know one of the things that you can click on that will will load something is the X everybody knows that if you press the X in the corner it'll disappear well that's a programmed piece of of technology so um, what you're doing is the application that you're running. Is, is decided that if you pre press that button X, it'll close the screen. Well, that program could also say if you press the X, it means download now. So what I try to tell people is if they get something that pops up on their screen, hit um, control alternate, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a command for this. Control uh, alt delete? Well, uh, no, control F9, alt F9, that's it, alt F9, I believe it is. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I I'm, I'm, haven't done this in a while, I haven't talked about this, but it's alt F4. If you have something on the screen and you hit Alt F4, it will close that screen by the by the operating system command, not by the application command. 
So uh, that's just one little tip that if you see something pop up on your screen, you want to close it, hit Alt F4, get that thing off the screen based on the operating system closing it, not on the actual application, because that red X um, may do something else uh, as a programming tool. So I did not uh, know that. I had to write that one down. That's impressive. I'm sorry, it takes me so long to remember the key code, but that's what it is. Um, exactly. Yeah. And so would Microsoft, would any bank, um, would they send an email and ask for your banking information, your date of birth, your social security card, um, or any of those things, or social security? Or would that be something that if the bank had an issue like they would call and ask you to come in yeah. face to you know, face. That, that's a very good point. And I think it's really, really important for everyone to remember this, that you know, if someone calls you, if someone texts you, if someone emails you and asks you for any kind of, of information that is uh, you know, sensitive, um, personal information, uh, you, you cannot give it to them. You have to be politely paranoid. You have to say, well, I will call my uh, my rep at the bank and I'll talk to them. I will call a number. Uh, it's like clicking on a link. It says www.walmart.com. Your order's been messed up or amazon.com, but you, you know, it's not that. It's not, don't click on the link they provided. Go to your account based on the, with a web link that you know that you've used before. Don't use anything that they've sent you. You really have to, no matter how nice they are, no matter how that much they you seem to they, they seem to know about you, and you're pretty convinced that it really is your bank or it really is Microsoft, you have to be politely paranoid, and you have to say, I need to call that. I'll call myself. I will call you know, and and be polite, hang up, but don't give them any information. Don't follow a link that they've sent you. Um, you this is really how they win. And people say, well, he just, it sounds, the, the, the web link had the logo. It looked just like Microsoft. It looked just like my bank's login script. I mean, these are things that you really have to uh, avoid and uh, just go to the source and, and call the person of the, with a number you know works, not with a number they provided. Uh, you know, it, you really have to uh, go with uh, information that you've already had that you know is, is uh, legitimate to get to the source of what they're saying you need to do. And so you mentioned really that the websites, line. the websites can look just like the real websites. Can, can these scammers, can they also fake phone numbers so that it looks like your bank is calling you? Absolutely. They, they can fake phone numbers. So it looks like your daughter's calling you. And this is the thing that they do. I mean, there's, there's been more scams. And you, if you go to do a search on for 60 minutes programming, you'll see that uh, with the use of AI, uh, artificial intelligence now, they're able to take, if, if this is broadcast and yep. a scammer wants to take Deb Burton's uh, just seven seconds of your voice recorded, put it into AI, they can create a dialogue that will say, um, uh, mom, it's Deb. I just crashed into somebody. I need $9,000 to get it for a lawyer. You know, don't tell my parents, I, you know, I, you know, please grandma, send me this money uh, so that I can, a courier will come and pick it up. This is, these are actual scams that, that happen. And um, so the, 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 they'll keep, they'll stay on the phone with the grandma till she goes to the bank and gets the, you know, because they've, it's, they're convinced, A, it came from 
you know, your, your granddaughter's phone number, it, it, yep. you know, you, you don't have a granddaughter, but it, it came from, you know, uh, somebody that you love's phone number. It said, come right up on the screen. And um, it's also their voice. It's their voice saying, I'm in trouble, take, do this. I mean, they are so sophisticated and so clever. You really have to then hang up. Oh, we're going to, you know, th th this is urgent. If you hang up, it's going to be a problem. If you call the police, it's going to be, if you call my parents, it's gonna, any of that, don't do this kind of action that they tell you, that's another bell that should go off. So yeah, it's, it's that's what they call spoofing phone numbers, which you asked. And uh, it's very easy to do. And scammers do it all the time. And uh, it's very easy for them to just come across somebody who's got a, a video online. Uh, and it's a young, let's say it's a young lady. And now they've got, they do some research, they find the grandma, you know, they, they and then they could do some research and she's on the HOA. So her phone number has been on the web somewhere. So they put that phone number in. They've got the, the, the granddaughter's phone number in. These are actual scams that are very successful and they'll get nine, 10, $20,000 at a clip. Um, seniors are losing really literally billions of dollars a year to these scams. And, um, you know, they want to help out their granddaughter. They want to help out their, their, you know, whoever it might be, uh, and, uh, you know, the accounts get cleaned out and it's, it's really sad. So you really have to just be on your guard all the time. Uh, you've got to make sure you know who you're talking to and uh, you can't rely on anymore. You can't rely on voice. Can you imagine we're in a position now where someone could call you? It sounds just like your daughter and it's not. And uh, it's, it's, it's happening all the time. That's really scary. That's really scary. And I can see where it can be something that would prompt someone to open up their wallet, give over their credit card number, um, share secure information that shouldn't be secured. Absolutely. Because it's very scary. And is one of the big red flags. Tell me what the, say, the top three red flags are that this is not legitimate. Well, basically that they've contacted you, okay, uh, in, in a manner that they never contacted you before. And that's a red flag. They're asking you for information that uh, they should, if it really was them, they should probably have, right? But, but any information, any kind of personal in, information that they're asking for should absolutely be a red flag. Um, you know, you, you really have to, uh, and, and then also, you know, as you are online, anything that comes in online, something pops up on your screen, Alt F4, uh, close it out. Uh, just get it before it can start to do anything to your system and then plant something in your system. But yeah, the red flags are the urgency. You've got to do this now. Um, I need information to be able to do it. And now they're even trying to put people off their guard. They'll say, well, I know your account number, so you don't need to give me that, but give me, this is what I need, you know? And so they, then later on in the conversation, they're getting their account number, but they'll start off with this, you know, oh, don't worry, I'm not trying to get any of your information because we're the bank. We already have that. What I need is this, you know, and uh, I'll tell you, these guys are very good. If you do some uh, searches online, too, and see some of the Dateline, the, the uh, 60 Minutes, these programs where they've highlighted some of the things, uh, it could scare the heck out of you, but um, it really will let you know that, boy, these people are really more sophisticated than I thought, and I do need to be uh, absolutely paranoid about anybody that's asking me for anything that um, that could allow them to bill me, to get into my account, to, uh, to know more about me than uh, a stranger should.
And so if, and I know I'm taking up a little more time than I had asked for, but if somebody has clicked the link or they gave up information and there is a bad guy who has their computer, if they turn their computer off, do they close it down? Can they take it to um, an expert and have the bad stuff removed? Or is it a matter of you've lost everything and throw your laptop away kind of thing? Yeah, no, it, it, clearly there's places like um, uh, Best Buy, I think is the one that has the Geek Squad. Staples has a, uh, you can go into those places and they'll run a, a scan and they'll, not a scam, they'll run a scan <laughs> and they'll check to see uh, if you have anything loaded in there that they can clean out and they'll do that for you. And really the best thing to do, if you feel like, uh oh, I just did something I shouldn't have done, uh, you need to unplug the computer, especially if you think it's something that's gonna be loaded on, just get it off the, uh, and if it's on Wi-Fi, there's usually a, a button on your laptop to shut the Wi-Fi off. But basically, if you don't know how to do that shutdown, uh, bring it over to somebody who will boot it up and they'll run a, a series of programs to clean out uh, the malware, the malicious software that may have been loaded on the system. So yeah, you can do that and I would uh, get off immediately. But the other thing, if you think you've erroneously, I'll give you a quick example. I had a, a friend of mine wrote an email to my, uh, got an email from my wife, supposedly. <laughs> I'm, I'm away, I'm traveling. Um, which, by the way, they may wait to get an out-of-office. They, they email you every now and then waiting for an out-of-office message. And when they know you're away, they'll send an email out to your whole. So her email, email is compromised. By the way, uh, Yahoo email is the most uh, compromised email system out there. I recommend Gmail or another thing. Uh, but, but don't go other things like ProtonMail. But I would never uh, go with Yahoo Mail. They get hacked all the time. Uh, Good to know. Uh, but at any rate, they got into her Yahoo Mail. They got to her her um, address book they sent an email to everyone in there saying i'm traveling i forgot to get a wedding gift for my niece could somebody please get an amazon gift card for 400 dollars and send me the number and so uh it was a real problem i we had to go through to clean out her system but suffice it to say a friend of mine called me about four hours later said hey did sue get the the, the uh, gift card and i'm like what are you talking about this guy's a cpa master's degree i'm like you you sent four hundred dollars to to this Amazon gift card to to this email address that had been compromised and it was now going to somebody else's email address, and uh, he said, "Well, I I was busy. It's tax time. I was, you know." So he said, "What can I do?" I said, "Well, the only thing you can do is go on Amazon and try to spend that gift card, because if they haven't gotten to it yet, because they do these things, there's yep. uh, it's possible that they haven't actually." spent that money yet so go try to and he was very fortunate four hours later they hadn't cashed in on the booty that they got from him and he was able to get his 400 dollars back by buying another gift card and and using up that one but so this is the kind of stuff that happens and um uh you know you really have to be on your guard and don't let this urgency thing don't let this um, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch Netflix tonight if I don't do this. I'm not going to be able to, you know, don't let that urgency uh, get in and cloud your, uh, you know, your, your thoughts about, gee, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, take a minute, take a breath. Wait a minute. Is this, is this really legitimate? And how can I get a hold of that party in another way that I trust to verify that what they're saying is really true?
that I think is the, the, the best thing that we can do to protect ourselves from these highly sophisticated and ever increasing uh, attacks uh, on our on our to get our personal information and our and our personal finances. It's uh, it's amazing how hard the scammers work. I think they probably work more than 40 hours a week at trying to get people's money. <laughs> I estimate there's 2 million of them. They wake up every day. Their whole job is just to scam and to and it's a wow. very lucrative business. Oh my goodness. Well, Don, I'm really glad that you had time to to donate to share this information with the public. I really appreciate it because we need to interrupt the flow of, of those scam artists business in every way we possibly can and protect ourselves. Thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Deb. Thank you. Everybody remember, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. I love what Don said. Be politely paranoid. If someone is giving you a high pressure sales tactic that you got to Give up your confidential information right now. Hurry, hurry, hurry. That's a huge red flag. Hang up the phone. Don't click the link. And if by some chance you did click the link, unplug, power down, and take your device to one of the tech prop people out there at some of the big chain stores. They have areas of expertise to, to fix your machine and get your data back. So, we are online all the time. You see us here every Friday. You know we have rielderinfo.com. We do our very best to remain secure and keep everyone safe. And that includes you. So that's why we brought Don Noakes on today to talk about cybersecurity for our older adults. I thank you all for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you all again next week. In the meantime, be well and be kind. If you like this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.